Welcome to Wine 30 Podcast with Andrew and Lindsay. Where we talk about hot topics and drink wine. You can now follow us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Wine 30 Podcast. Hi guys, today we are drinking a wine called Butler Pond from Napa Valley, California. It's a Pinot Noir and it's a 2016 vintage. And if there's a little tree on it and there's a little boy fishing with his dog. Which I never see in Napa. I know. It's kind of weird. I think I've heard of it. I just, I don't know if I've ever been. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've at least driven by where they're at. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Good wine. Not, uh, it's not like good or bad. It's like pretty moderate. Pretty color. Pretty color. I feel like it's just an easy drinking wine. Yeah, it's not too bad. This is a good wine for like to drink while you're cooking. Yeah. And you could throw a little bit in your pasta sauce or whatever you're making. Yeah. Or like your meat if you're grilling meat. You could put a little sure. of this wine on there. You sure could. But it's not like a cheap drinking, like, it's or a cheap cooking wine. It's, it's like. It's cheap, yeah. No, but I mean like it's not like a $2 wine. That you only buy to cook with. It's like a wine you would drink and then like use a little bit in oh. your cooking. Yeah, I guess so. It's a nice. Yeah, I think it's nice. What's your first topic? Oh, first topic. We got to go through my pop culture stuff. Which the Masked Singer was on again this week. Mm-hmm. Tori Spelling was unmasked. Oh. I guessed it week one. Like, first clue that popped up, I was like, Tori Spelling. all of them. She's so good at the game. Well, I mean, I feel like so far they've been relatively easy. The only ones I haven't known are people that were, like, athletes because I don't know athletes. I feel like the judges aren't very good at it. They are horrible. Yeah. They're Um, just like, I don't know. Could be my partner. They don't even, like... Yeah, when there's the rabbit, and I'm like, well, it's either Joey Fatone. I thought AJ McLean for a second, but I don't think that's his voice. And then I was like, it could be Donnie Wahlberg. And they mentioned it to Jenny McCarthy because that's her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. It could be my husband, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, how do you not know? I don't know. I wonder if it's different for them, you know. And it may also be the fact that, like, the talking voice is disguised. And then, like, he would probably purposely choose clues that wouldn't give himself away to his wife. Oh, yeah. And then... Or maybe she knows more than she lets on. Because I feel like if you were on a show like that and I was a judge or whatever you call those people, that's not really a judge. But I feel like you wouldn't be able to keep that a secret very well. Maybe. Maybe I could. Maybe I'd be like doing Michael Jackson moves you've never seen before. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Tell us about the new Bachelor. So Colton... Is, you know, still picking people off left and right. Maybe he got arrested. Allegedly. Colton? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Allegedly. No, he just made up a fake rumor. (laughs) She said I could get away with that. No, no, no. You can't just make up things and then... (laughs) No. As of today, he has not been arrested. Mm -hmm. There's a really annoying girl on there named Demi, who's like... 22 or 23 who acts like she's 15 uh, but he was de-virginized allegedly 
I mean, we can assume. I mean, allegedly, right? And he's happier than he's ever been. Well, there you go. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I know who he picks in the end, so I'm not going to, like, spoil that for anybody. But. I mean, She's got the scoop. Second. Instant Messenger. She's got the scoops. Instant Messenger? Like, <laughs> AO Instant Messenger isn't even around anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Verizon. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's going well. Little Bow Wow. Tell us about Little Bow Wow. Oh, actually, there is something about The Bachelor that I wanted to talk about. So, Caitlin, who's on the show, she's Miss North Carolina, or she was Miss North Carolina. Um, She went on a one-on-one date with Colton the other day and opened up to him about how she had been, like, sexually assaulted in college. Oh, no. Like, she and her friends were drugged and raped, and, like, they took a bunch of photos and videos and, like, shared them and stuff. Um, I can't believe how common that is. But I was really proud of The Bachelor for not putting, like, sappy music behind it, for not, like, putting weird sound effects in as she's talking. Like, they just needed a raw deal. Like, they just had, like, a four minutes of her just, like, telling her story to him, and it was, like... Not over-edited. That's good. And I feel like a lot of times those shows will, like, make it, like, a very dramatic thing. Be like, plot twist. Like, this happened. And, like, I'm glad that they just let her, like, talk to him about it without it being, like, over-dramatized. Yeah. Well, that's always really hard subject, too. I'm surprised they opened up that Well, and the thing is, so... Colton used to date Allie Reisman, who was one of the gymnast or gymnasts that had been sexually assaulted by the mm-hmm. doctor. So it's like he was dating her while she was going through all of that. Yeah. So I think he was probably easier to open up to about that because he already had dated someone who had gone through a similar yeah. struggle, kind of. That's really tough. Other pop culture news. Little Bow Wow was arrested. For domestic abuse. I don't know if it's called domestic abuse if they don't live together or whatever. But he beat up a girl. She obviously scratched his face up. Well, maybe in self We don't know. I don't we, know the details. but I think they got in a fight allegedly, with each other and they just brawled. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of Bow Wow, so I hope he actually no, it's, it's gets weird that I don't time. hear about these people ever. And then all of a sudden they do something horrible and then it's like... Uh, well, he's out in like Atlanta doing his, his thing out there. Yeah, but. Atlanta, yeah. Maybe that we should visit there. Yeah, I can do with that, Atlanta, probably. Maybe. We'll see what happens. I know. If you guys all live in Atlanta and want us to visit Atlanta, and let us know. Um, we actually set up a Patreon page. Oh, yeah. Check out our Patreon. Which is patreon.com slash wine30podcast. So you guys can, like, donate a dollar and you get, like, an extra video episode every month or for $5. You also get like a personalized video from us. Fifteen dollars, like, you get a pop socket along with that stuff. So, ultimately, we want to get like cool merch. I don't know. We think that would be fun, and then we also want to start like doing more video and, and video like editing. That. And it can be kind of expensive. Can be so. really pricey. Yeah. So and like we don't want to just ask our friends to like do all of our editing for us without getting paid yeah. because that's like that's hella sketch. Yeah, we don't like that. So. So help us pay our us our video it. editors. Make us able to do our dream jobs. Uh, on other news, Snopes um, withdrew 
uh, from Facebook. Yeah, like they, they had a like break. Facebook was trying to like give them money to do PR and Snopes is a uh, a definitive fact checking site in reference. And so like Facebook was like kind of misusing them and like using them only for their own benefit and only showing certain facts and whatnot. And they didn't like that. Like that's not what they're about. So they turned down Facebook's money. That's pretty cool. So go Snopes. Because that's not what they're about. I like that. I like that when businesses do that. Or the people in the businesses can stand up and say, eh, that's not really what we're about. Yeah. So go Snopes, man. I hope you guys get some cool people. I agree. I'm really glad. Yeah. Well, I've been watching a lot of stuff that are, they're always like, well, we, oh, it's Groundhog Day. Yes. It won't be when you listen to this, but. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah. Early spring this year. And everybody's like, oh, I've been seeing a lot of, we've been watching a lot of YouTube videos because we're like gearing up for those videos. And everybody's like, oh man, I wish I would have said no more. Oh, we watched a show. What what show have we been watching? Where they said no. Oh, we were watching uh, Difficult People. You guys check that out. Difficult People, it's pretty good. But they're like, oh, that felt so good to say no to those people. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Well, I feel like Lindsay can explain it better. It's hard for me too. It's just like when... You're trying for opportunity for so long and then you finally get offered some sort of opportunity. There's always the assumption that you'll say yes. Yeah. Like if they're like, oh, we have this writing gig for you. Oh, we have this acting gig for you. Like, And it could be like a really horrible. Yeah. Like, and sometimes you just have to say no because it's not the right thing Mm -hmm. for you. Or like if they're just doing it for PR, like then it's kind of like, well. Like, you're hiring me because I'm a woman, so you can have good PR. Or, like, you're hiring me because I'm a... You know what I mean? Or, like, oh, if I do an interview with these people, are they just going to twist my words around? Yeah. Which I think is something we're very good at when we interview people. We don't really cut things out. Yeah, we pretty much are not about cutting things out. So, you know, you're getting, like, raw data. We're not, like... <laughs> you're getting raw data from <laughs> us. We're not just, like, piecing <laughs> their answers together to give you, you, like, an answer that we want you to hear. Yeah. Maybe we should start doing that. Give us your thoughts. On no, that. we should. We shouldn't. <laughs> That's not fair to anybody. I never thought of it, but you know, no, we probably won't. That's not really our style. We like to like see how long we can go and like have a nice conversation. I don't know, and talk about stuff like natural chemistry. Yeah. So, how do you feel about what is his first name? Ralph Northam. He is the Virginia mayor. That uh, refuses to resign after <laughs> these photos from his college yearbook came out of him and his friends in blackface and dressed as the KKK. Huh. <laughs> are they photoshopped or? No, those are the photos in his yearbook. Oh, gosh. Allegedly. At Halloween. So it's not even allegedly. Oh, Halloween? Yeah, it's like them dressed up on Halloween in the college yearbook. Huh. Well, I don't even know. You know what my whole thing about that is? Is like, they, I don't know if like, people shouldn't be able to go into politics until they're older, maybe. He is older. Oh, he is? I don't know. But then again, I don't want to, I want to watch what I say, because like, I want some young people, like, I think they should lower the, the voting, the age for president. Yeah. Like, you should be able to run for president when you're 30, I think. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, or there's even, a lot of people with the right ideas that aren't necessarily I mean, even corrupt. if they open it up to 25, like, not that many 
people between 25 and 30 are going to run. Even people between 30 and 35, there's very few that would run. But there are people under the age of 35 that would make a better president than people that are older. I know, and I think there's this whole thing with, like, ageism and whatnot. But it goes both directions. It's like reverse ageism, you know? Like, oh, you're too young to know anything. It's like, well, yes, but I'm also ambitious. And, like, we have a lot of 30-year-olds and 35-year-olds that are incredibly like well versed in debating and like incredibly you know well educated and, and they're in their prime and they're very on, quick yeah. and witty so it's like and they're also very strong-willed at that point because they haven't been like broken by the system a million times which i hate that our system does that but like it'll like oh you think you're tough like which you heard you. how uh, alexandria escasio ortez it has been getting a bunch of like threatening phone calls from like all the oh yeah this brings you up to one of my really cool topics that i want to bring up great yeah but But i'm gonna hold off on it we're gonna take a because it's kind of big one quick little break and then it's been you know so long since you've heard our voices maybe not that long at all (laughs) so something i wanted to talk about is body positivity and if it's just something that's trendy right now I don't know. That's a really because tough I feel subject. like a lot of brands are treating it like a trend. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we need people that are you know different body types. But the thing is, when they pick people that are even plus size, they're still an ideal body type. They're not picking like an average looking person. Oh yeah. They're still finding someone with like the perfect proportions, even if they're at a bigger size. You know what I mean? Like Ashley Graham, who's a very popular plus size. She has like the smaller waist, the bigger hips, the bigger butt, the bigger bust. Oh gosh, so I don't it's know. like they're still like the perfect hourglass figure. They still have like the perfect face, like the perfect. So my like, whole thing with like body shaming is that like when you body shame people, you're raising your kids to shame people that way too. Mm-hmm. So like your kids are going to be thinking like that as well. You know, like, and so what I'm saying, getting at is like shame is like debilitating. Like that actually makes it harder. But then again, there's blogs and whatnot that say of people that are really heavy and they're like, well, I was shamed so much that like I finally was able to change. Perez Hilton, the blogger who always says really mean things about people, but he used to be very overweight and then people put him down over and over and over. They'd be like, how can you talk about these people? Like you're just a fat cow. And then he lost a lot of weight, and now he looks great. But I'm not saying that's necessarily a positive thing. Yeah, but then thing. he's what? He's shaming people and doing that same horrible thing that... Is he saying that that helped him lose weight? Because I don't know. No, I like, think he, he sees it as a negative. Oh, he does? Okay. I mean, I think, I think it made it harder, I think probably. he feels healthier and better about himself now, but I think he sees the way that it happened as a negative. Yeah, because it's kind of like he had to overcome that and say... Uh, everyone has problems like this you know what i mean and like i'm not like i have issues too you know like i'm having a tough time too like he has to overcome that shame Mm -hmm. but i don't think that them shaming him that overcoming that didn't that didn't really help him you know like i feel like he came to a point where he felt guilty for being overweight like like oh man i'm not taking care of my body and like that's not really fair to the people around me because it's negative influence or whatnot Maybe. I don't know. That's really so hard. Then, it's such a hard type topic to touch about. So then like, we get to representation. And do you feel like when you turn on TV that you see people that are representative, like characters that are representative of you? 
like people that either look like you or talk like you or like when you see characters are you like yeah that's a pretty great representation of like the type of person i am i think like i'm in a really interesting stage right now and a lot of people my age are where like we have been constantly told to just like tell your person you're being interviewed by what they want to hear you know instead of just being like this is who i am and like i'm gonna exercise my freedom of speech and like i'm not afraid to share what i'm about and like how i got there you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's i'm growing into that type of person more than like the person who's like yes uh like i want to please your every will so like i want to be the perfect candidate like i no longer need to be the perfect candidate what does that have to do with like tv characters and well it gets into the point where it's like you can't really label a generation oh, that which way. Yeah. which brings me to so my you're next... like oh that character represents all these people it's like well not really which brings me to my next point just what so sees. gen x and the baby boomers and everything else have a tendency they found to when they talk about diversity it's like they'll say okay race so if i have someone that's black if i have someone that's asian diversity if I have someone who's a woman, diversity. Whereas millennials do, are see things as cognitive diversity. Yeah. Where it's like there's a lot of characteristics that build a person. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, there's their backstory. That's how they were raised. It's like their sexual in- orientation, their race, their height, their weight. Yeah. Like there's so many different things that create a person versus just like Asian, black. Yeah, we were watching something the other day, and it was like, like, the Asians couldn't even tell where the other Asians were from. Yeah, we like, like, I like watching the lineup Yeah, it's called the lineup on YouTube, Uh, and it just goes to show, it's like, you know, like, not everybody can be Asian or black or whatever, but but everybody can be an American, you know? Well, and it's like, in diversity could be like... Interesting concept. Like, it's like, what type of neighborhood did they come from? Like, what type of family did they go to college? Did like, there's so many things that build up one single person. Yeah. So like, diversity is more than just like, oh, well, we have like a bunch of different races, therefore we're fine with diversity. Yeah. And the thing is too, is like, we've also been watching like a lot of documentaries and whatnot. And it's come to the point where it's like, well, if it's like you have to take a side on your political agenda, like it's hard to be moderate, like a moderate, that doesn't make sense anymore because it's like, well, the Democrats and the Republicans are both screwed up. Like, I don't agree with either side, but I need to start taking like a point a perspective on each side. So it's like, I can't just be like, well, you know, it's wrong that they're putting kids away, but, you know, like, it's the government and they're doing the best. You know, I need to be like, it's either wrong and these are the reasons why and like, or you know what, maybe it's wrong that, that those mothers are using their children as weapons. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Right? They're saying, well, you have to let my kids stay or you have to let me stay. They're using their child. So like... What can you do as a government, you know? Like, if you give their kids back, they're going to come right back over, do the exact same thing. It's effective. So, maybe you can take that side. There's a lot of different perspectives to take, but you got to figure out how to be like, okay, like, this is what I think, and I'm open to discussion. But I have a lot of, like, data to back what I have to say. 
Good tangent. I, like I went it. off. I went off hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, Those kids so, hurt my heart so. So hard. I have just yeah. one more little topic before we move on to Andrew's big one that I know is going to take up a lot of our a time. Whole four minutes of your time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll take up more than four minutes. Well, we'll see. But actually, I have an idea about yours. We'll talk about it when we get there. Anyway, so I asked people what they think we should talk about on the podcast. And a few people mentioned talking about adult friendships, like how to make new friendships as an adult. Because I feel like it is very difficult to make good friendships as yeah, an adult. It's like hard, it's hard to find people that you... That's part of that perspective thing I was talking about, though. Like if you can come and be like, this is what I think about this. Yeah. Like talk to me about it. Like then you're in a good place to open up that discussion and have friends. Which I feel like the majority of the people that I've made friends with as an adult are because of like work versus... I know, which sucks. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not the person who just like go out to where... Like I always distance myself from work people. So it's like a weird yeah. relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there's like that weird balance of like... I don't like being too close to work friends, yeah. but then like you want to be close enough that you can at least like talk to someone I know that's and feel thing. comfortable around someone. But so I know my mom likes to throw like wine parties and then she invites everyone on meetup yeah. to her wine parties. So, I mean, that's one way to make that's friends as an cool. adult, Yeah, which we may do something like that in the future, yeah, but for sure. like when we buy a house and so hopefully soon, maybe space. later, we'll see. I mean, that'd be a great... 2019 goal but we'll see um so i wish we had some like really great advice about adult friendships but we're really terrible at it yeah there so, is one thing i can recommend and that is empathy and this is yeah. a big to this is an upcoming topic you can hear a lot about this just in general because it's like a huge topic right now is like how can we take a more empathetic view to other people and this also works with debating as well because if you are able to listen to what that person say, says and, like, kind of repeat it back to them to verify, mm -hmm. like, that's being empathetic. It's trying to be, like, okay, I mean, that's a form. It's not, like, getting deep, but, you know. Yeah, and I think it also, aside from listening, because I just being empathetic. Yeah. But I think it's finding people that are at a similar place in their life as you. Because it's very yeah. difficult, like, for me, like in our type of relationship to then become friends with someone who likes to go out and party and go to clubs and like try yeah. to pick up guys all the time because that's like not the type of environment that I want to go hang out with a friend in. Well, I think we have this idea that empathy is about taking off your lens and putting on another person's lens. And that's not really what it's about because it's really difficult to take off your lens, yeah. especially when you're raised the way a lot of people are raised. Like, if you're not really around people and you're not suffering and feeling that diversity that we're talking about, you know, the struggle, if you've been kind of sheltered, like a lot of American children have been, then you're going to be fixed. These lens are going to be like fixed. It's going to be hard to get outside that. So it's really about like, it's, it's like understanding that that person has their own experiences but you can relate through your experience. I know. I just love how you took what I said and then didn't listen at all. Oh, God. What did you say? <laughs> I was just saying, like, when you're trying to pick friends, it's good to pick friends that are in a similar place in life as you are. Yeah. Like, if you're in a relationship, maybe, like, find other people that are in, like, either married or in, like, a good relationship. And, like, will 
Like, so you're saying married people should only see other married people? No, but I'm saying, like, it's very difficult when you have a friend who wants to go out and, like, find guys at the bar. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you're in a relationship and that's, like, not something you're interested in. Yeah. Because it's, like, you want to find friends that want to go out and do the same things you want to do. Yeah, like yoga parties or something. Or, like, I've hey. I've been trying to get back into yoga, so. Or, like, <laughs> hey, like. Like, dude. If you're, like, one of your work people's like, hey, like, my boyfriend and I are having a Super Bowl party. Why don't you bring your boyfriend and, like, yeah. we'll have a Super Bowl it's party. Like, like, it's more or like board games. I'm all about board games. My work are single, and they're like, well, come on over, we'll have a Super Bowl party. And it's like, okay. Except I feel like the friends that you actually hang out with the most from work are Power, married. Yeah, or but, they have girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Time for the big, bad topic Did you want to talk about for. Uh, that debate that that you're talking about the 70 no we'll talk about that next podcast so here it is i don't have much time but we'll just let him talk it out we'll just talk it out okay well i'm just gonna ask Lindsay a question all right so a billionaire approaches you and he has 10 million dollars and he says here's 10 million dollars you got five hours and then i'm gonna hunt you and, and kill you. it's anon it's an anonymous it's an anonymous billionaire so he sent someone with the 10 million dollars he might be in the shadows you know so you can't you don't know who it is yeah for hypothetical what do you do how do you and you have one year i'm gonna hunt you for one year if you survive you get to keep the. you get to keep the 10 million dollars See, and you get to keep it if you die anyway if you can figure out a way to do that but see i feel like this is skewered because you asked me earlier and I asked got, her earlier because she was begging. Oh, I need to know. And then, and then, like, I heard his perspective and his brother's perspective, what he had said. Yeah. Oh, I recommend asking people this because it's like... Well, that's what I was going to say is now that he's asked this question, I really want our listeners yeah. to send us an email at hello yeah. at wine30podcast.com with their answers. And maybe next episode we'll go through some of our favorites. Oh, I'll tell you what I would do. I'll tell you what my brother does. It's really interesting. And we'll discuss what... what is, why don't you tell him what you would do, Lindsay? Well, see, my initial response was not, like, the best one once I heard theirs. I was like, man. What was your initial response? Didn't I say, like, I would go to the store? Because it was in cash. No, because it was in cash. So you only have five hours before he starts chasing you. So it was in cash. So I was like, okay, well, you could go to, like. Or you could get it in debit. I gave you the choice. Okay. But say it's in cash. I'd go to, like, a Walmart or somewhere and buy a prepaid gift card. That I could use. And then, for 15 bucks. No, like 500 bucks. <laughs> Why would I get one for 15 bucks? So like you put like 500 bucks on it or whatever. And then you would buy a couple burner phones as well with the cash. And then you would take the phone. You would download Uber. And put your card on there. And <laughs> then you could Uber. Uber around. But you would use a fake name so that it's not as easily trackable. Yeah. And then you could be switching out phones all the time. She's like, you could Uber for the rest of your life. Just Uber to Uber to Uber. Uber into the sunset. Just sleep in the Ubers. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, eventually, like, you could get somewhere. Or, like, <laughs> hide in the forest somewhere at some point. Yeah. Like, but their answers were much better than mine. No, I don't think so. I like it. I like the diversity I mean, it was, of answers. It was fun, but... But that's the thing with like this question is it's fun to see what people's first response is. Yeah, but you can also you can also debunk like it's fun to hear their thing and say what about this. 
Yeah, he know? kept doing that every time I would say something. They're like, he's like, well, what about this and this and this? And I'm like, well, crap, I'd be dead. Yeah, you have to think about it because a billionaire has a lot of resource and they probably have the ability to bribe. They probably have friends and I. Oh, at one point I said I would go to Disneyland. And I was like, that's a great idea. Because who would want to like yeah. massacre in front of a bunch of children? Yeah, no, it was a great <laughs> idea. But here's the thing. How long can you stay in Disneyland? How long can you stay in Disneyland? You got to stay there for a whole year? She was like, I would just dress up as a princess. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> or Tigger, put on the full suit. I'm like, you have to sleep, you know? And like, that's the scary part because they're going to come in and find you. Uh, I'll be in the underground tunnels of Disneyland. Anyway, send us what you have to hear. And they we'll, have great security there. Yeah, we'll tell you about... I'll tell you about what I think you ought to do. You're not going to tell them now? No. They have to oh, I guess if you tell them, then that's what everyone is going to automatically think. Or they're going to be like, okay, It'll i got to build on that. Yeah. 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 Maybe they can tell us what they think afterwards. And too. mine were both kind of like, kind of ridiculous. But like, no, they're good. They're like a good example of, a, like we gave you guys a head start with Lindsay's examples. Well, and the thing is, like, if you only have five hours, you don't have like a ton like of time hours, to plan it out. Yeah. It's like you just go. It's like if you think about it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Next time, uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wine thirty podcast. You can also find it on our wine. 30 podcast. wine-30.com and then send us an email with your answer at hello at wine30podcast. Right. Thank you guys. Bye.